Getting straight into fresh ideas to kickstart your week. He is a four-time best-selling author, ideas guy. He focuses on inspiring brain and brand ideas. He joins us every Monday, and uh, today is part five on the psychology of influence. From Cape Town, please make some noise for Timothy Maurice. Timbo. Fresh. How are you, bro? I'm always good, sir. How are you doing? I'm awesome, man. Let me just say before we kick off this, man, it is such an honor and a privilege to do this feature with you. You know, the other day I was talking to someone. They said that there's something fresh about fresh. I don't. There's no other way to explain it. And I <laughs> want to say thank you for the opportunity, bro. Let's make it happen. No, thank you, brother. Thank you. We, we appreciate you and your time. Uh, let's not understate it. Let's get into it. Okay, here we go. So today is part five of the psychology of influence series inspired by the book influence by robert cialdini and also my own sort of research and work and this work has fundamentally changed my life it i've employed it in every area of my career when it comes to doing deals when it comes to how i design my website to everything so i wanted to share this with you to give you practical insights because knowledge is power as it relates to driving your goals and dreams. So mm. this is part five. Let me just kind of recap quickly yes. uh, the first four. Um, and then I want to know, which one was your favorite? Okay. okay. Reciprocity. Reciprocity yes. is a powerful law. People who love Lauren Hill, you know, she really kind of made reciprocity a commercial word that people know. And it's really about when someone does something for you, the kind of there's a law in the universe that expects you to do something back. So you can use that in business. If you do something for others, they will feel, whether you give them something free, whether you offer them a link, whether you do something, uh, people feel compelled to do something back to you. Mm-hmm. Number two was authority. And using the principle that you are a, an authority on something, people trust authorities, like when they put dentist in an advert. People trust the, the toothpaste more because they, we've been wired to trust authority figures. Mm. So you can position yourself as an authority by owning a concept, or I used the example where I physically used and made up a word for my book based on research. And because I made up that word, I became an authority. on. So by doing something first and challenging something that exists and reframing it, you become mm. an authority. Number three was scarcity. Scarcity is one of my favorites because, you know, when you, can, when you can inspire people to realize you only have so much time to do something mm. or you have limited access to something, there is not much of something, people feel more compelled to make a decision quicker. Yes. And this is a key thing. This is why people go, only three seats left, and then, you know, people want to move faster. And it helps you cut through the clutter because there's so much stimuli, there's so much people are facing. And then number four was about social proof and consistency. The idea that when there's a whole lot of people, and we we mixed these two up because I felt like they were closely linked. When there are more than one or two people who really affirm something and more you can demonstrate that more people are listening, then that is the concept of social proof versus just one or two people. Mm. People are more likely to buy into something. And then consistency is that if you can get people to be consistent, you can get people to say yes a number of times, then they eventually they buy into it. So which one was your favorite? For me, it has to be the reciprocity, and I'll tell you why. It's become an unintended consequence of living my purpose, which is to open doors for people, put people on, 
create opportunities for people or point out opportunities to people. But because I've realized that I literally have an army of allies that I can call on from the past 24 years. Wow. I love that. I love that. Essentially, by giving back and just making that part of who you are, you've created this kind of like ecosystem of people all around you. Yes, the people I know I can call right now and they would literally take a bullet for me because I was there for them expecting nothing from them. Got it. Got it. All right. So I hope everyone can incorporate this. Let me go to number five today is a very powerful one. It seems simple, but I'm going to give you number five. Number five is to use this particular tool is sheer power, and it is called liking or to like. When people like you, if you can get people to like you, you're going to do more business, you're going to have more opportunities. And let's unpack three ways to get people to like you more. And I know you're probably sitting in the car, wherever you are, thinking, oh, no, you can't be ending with like. No, 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 stay with me. Here are three things you can do. Number one, use people's names more. You trigger the mirror neurons. The neurons, the information cells in the brain, fire more when people hear their names more. Yes. Use people's names. And I'm telling you, if they have a nickname and they really love it or if they they really want you to say their their whole name, they are moved. And And it's a deep, deep thing. So use people's names Refer to their language more and their culture more. Show a deeper understanding of who people are and where they come from. And I, I was able to employ this technique in Swaziland. I went through, I was writing a column for the Swazi Observer, and I was really struggling to connect with people. And I went and I, be, <clears throat> I, went and I joined a regiment. Mm. And I know this, this, seems, this may seem a bit extreme, but I literally went to go through this process called Butsega, where I went and I joined a regiment. And uh, after I ended off this regiment, yes, because I was performing slowly but surely. Uh-huh. And once I was able to say my own name and engage inside of this regiment, there was a like this groundswell of just warmth and love that surrounded me that I did not expect. But it's because I respected the culture and I engaged with people and I connected with people's names. That's number one. Number two, listen more. Now. I used this on a flight. There was a guy sitting next to me from Mozambique. I was on a 16-hour flight back to the States, and I wanted to connect with this guy because he was in the political field, and I wanted to do some work in the region. Yes. So I asked him a number of questions, and I listened to him the entire flight. I said literally more, no more than 20 words myself about myself. I listened to this guy the entire flight, you know, between sleeping and so forth. And at the very end, he said to me, I really enjoyed the conversation. I really like you. Mm. And what he was saying was he liked to hear his own voice. Yes. And people want to hear themselves speak. So listen, use that technique strategically. Number three, don't take yourself so seriously. You know, here's the thing. People want to have fun. Smile more. It's tough out there. People are going through battles. Everyone you see is going through a war or some kind of battle. So have fun. You know, literally, Fred, you use this often. Maybe you can share some thoughts about how you use laughter to, to get people to like you more. Uh, you know what? I think, um, you know, just to round off what you're saying, that people never, ever forget how you make them feel. Absolutely. And, and, and the minute you can touch people, like you're saying, you know, as much as you're listening more, also remember more. 
I, me- I remember I had a, I had a conversation with uh, with a DJ in Miami in March, and I happened to hear him talk about his mother-in-law who had cancer, but he wasn't even telling me. And the other day, I asked him about it. He was blown away. Mm. Now he's sending me music, and he wants to talk and engage mm. because I remembered his mom-in-law has mm. cancer. And I asked him, how's your mom-in-law? That's powerful. It's, a, it's an absolutely powerful point. So, you know, in this five-part series, you know, continue to go deeper because we've only touched the surface. We only have a few moments on radio. Yes. But we want, we want you to go a little bit deeper. So I just tweeted out... Uh, you know, the, the photo of the book, Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion by Robert Cialdini. And please engage me more. Hit me up. You know, here's the thing. I want to continue this conversation. We're going to be doing more series moving forward. So as you kick off your week, please use these tips. Hit me up on Instagram at InstaTimothy or Twitter, Timothy Maurice, and let's keep the conversation going. Thanks a lot, Fresh. Have an amazing week. Love you, Tim. TimothyMaurice.com. That's where you can catch him.